everybody, this is Jonathan Ogden, and you're listening to the What's Brewing Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for West Coast Bias. The show brought to you all the way from the best coast. It's the West Coast Bias, that is. Aw, yeah. And welcome to another episode of West Coast Bias. This is a special edition Solo edition, interstate edition. Uh, yeah, this is Jamal coming from uh, live from uh, Arizona now. Um, so obviously I'm not with Jake, um, but I uh, wanted to jump in and do a, a special West Coast bias um, because the Los Angeles Dodgers have clinched their 10th NL West title in their last 11 seasons, their 11 straight postseason berth. Um, and, uh, if you can hear my TV in the background, I've left the celebration on, um, that's right now on Spectrum Sportsnet LA. The Dodgers win in Seattle, an extra inning game, I think to, um, five runs in the top of the 11th. Um, Max Muncy got his 100th RBI, uh, to drive in what it proved to be one of the winning runs. And then, um, I think it was Kike Hernandez. And um, uh, Jay Hayward, um, Jason Hayward, uh, getting some big hits there in the extra innings. But um, how the game ended doesn't really matter. Um, what matters is that they won uh, their 10th NOS title in the last 11 years. An extraordinary achievement. Their 11 straight postseason berth. The Dodgers will be playing in October. It was pretty much a fait accompli. Um, most of the season... I have been saying that they just need 88 wins. I think that's good enough now because of the expanded postseason for the Dodgers or any team in Major League Baseball to get in. I mean, when you got 10 teams now getting into the postseason um, uh, with the th- three division winners, actually 12 teams, excuse me, the three division winners and then three wild card spots, um, it's just easier. Um, last year, Philadelphia got in with 87 wins. I believe uh, the Padres got in with 88 wins. So I thought to myself, yeah, just 88 wins will probably do it. And um, the Dodgers exceeded that. They've uh, Their win tonight was their 90th. Um, they're on pace for, I believe, 95 wins over the regular season. Um, uh, it's almost uh, guaranteed that they'll be the second um, seeded team in the postseason meaning they'll at least have home field advantage in the NLDS, won't have to play that quirky three-game wildcard series, and more than likely uh, match up uh, against the Milwaukee Brewers, possibly. Um, an NLDS matchup um, but with a better chance to get to NLCS. Um, they don't have to waste any pitchers in a short three-game series. Um you know, just as we're going into October, uh, the Dodgers don't look as strong and as talented as they did in the years past. I mean, they're kind of doing this with a hodgepodge um, makeshift starting staff. Their bullpen is pretty much where they've been over the last few years. You know, they get guys, they build them up after not doing so well um, in other places and uh, turning turn them into good uh, uh, bullpen. I think they have the best bullpen ERA-wise since June the 10th. Before that, they were bottom of the league, pretty much bottom half of the league. Um, 
so on the starting side, you got Kershaw pitched tonight, um, but he only went four innings. The, he's got a, a recurring shoulder injury that they're really watching, and they're trying to keep him fresh for the postseason. The bullpen came in. He had rookie Emmett Sheehan come in and pitch two innings. I think he struck out four of the six batters. He had Ryan Brazier come in and just light the field on fire. Um, striking out four straight batters, I think, or striking out the side for sure. Um, a lot of guys came in and just did work. Joe Kelly ended up getting the the win in extra innings, but that's what I mean. That's the kind of that's the bullpen that they have. They bring these guys in, they kind of turn them into a cohesive unit, and uh, what might not be the guys that they were using at the beginning of the season, but somehow they make it work, and. Um, that seems to be a strength going in. They've got a lot of young starting pitchers right now. Um, the, I mentioned Emmett Sheehan. He's started mostly, but tonight he was piggybacking Kershaw's start, um, giving him the Dodgers uh, uh, seven or three innings after they pulled Kershaw. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's modern baseball. You don't have guys who are set. Guys are auditioning already for postseason starts. Even Kershaw himself said because of his struggles recently, you know, walking uh, so many batters in, in the last two games, not being able to go very far, struggling with his velocity. He said even he's auditioning for a role in the postseason. I don't believe that. I think he'll start a game, uh, especially if the Dodgers start off in the NLDS. He'll start a game. Um, will it be game one? Probably not. But um, he will be there. He'll be part of the um, the equation for the Dodgers starting pitching. And I believe that one of the reasons they brought in Emmett Sheehan, uh, a rookie 23-year-old, to piggyback Kershaw tonight was because that's kind of what we're going to see uh, going into the postseason. I'd, you know, not Other than a rookie like Bobby Miller, who's been a strong starter, um, Ryan Pepio, who's had some strong starts recently, um, none of the Dodger pitching pitchers, starting pitchers, have really been able to do well when it comes to starting. So um, expect that the postseason will not be your typical postseason where um, you got starters going six innings and then the relievers trying to get the last uh, nine outs, nine to 12 outs, really. Um, it could be a starter going four innings and the relievers trying to hold down the rest. And hopefully the offense wakes up. I mean, that's really been the issue for the Dodgers. Whenever they've struggled in the postseason, it's not been their pitching recently. It's been their offense. Um, so we'll, it, it remains to be seen how they will do um, going forward. But uh, you have to be happy. Nobody was picking this team at the beginning of the season to win the division, especially after the debacle of winning, was it 110 games last year? And then losing in the NLDS to the Padres, who only won... 87 last year you know a lot of people just wrote off the Dodgers in terms of winning the NL West like they did tonight um, they really thought that the Padres would challenge them uh, in April it looked like the Diamondbacks would uh, be a big challenge as well maybe even the Giants but like they have for the last 11 years the Dodgers got on a roll after the All-Star break um, and just put away their competition in the West um, and dominated um, most of the year. The Padres um, take, taking series from the Diamondbacks, the Giants. I mean, they, they've just done what they've consistently done as an organization. 
coalesce, find, uh, lift up their talented players, and then find guys who want to contribute to a winning team and turn it into a cohesive unit and into a uh, uh, champion team. At the moment, NL West champion team. Whether they'll go further and become an NL champion team or a World Series champion team, uh, nothing's guaranteed. I mean, the postseason has been a crapshoot. They lost 3 or 4 to the Braves a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they've been the best team in the, in the National League all year. But you never know. I mean, in October, it's different. It's all zeros in October. Um, last year, I think we should have all learned that uh, the, with the Phillies and the Padres being the two representatives in the NLCS that nobody picked that last year. Um, everybody thought it would be another Dodger Braves NLCS um, to represent the National League. So, And it was a bunch of upsets. So you never know in October. Maybe because the Dodgers aren't favored, they're not the talented 110-win team, they're not the 108-win team or the 106-win team. You know, they're, they're just not the powerhouse they were in 2017, in 2019, 2020, uh, 2021, and, and last year. Um, so it, it, anything can happen. Obviously, I'm not the most optimistic person when it comes to October and Dodgers, but anything can happen because it is the postseason. And uh, for many years, the Dodgers have been the favored ones and uh, str- struggled to live up to those expectations. Maybe this is their year that... Uh, um, now that the expectations were so low and a lot of teams, a lot of people, experts were not picking them. Um, they were picking the Padres. Um, and now it's the Dodgers who, uh, win another division title. The Padres won't even be in the postseason this year. They won't even make, oh gosh, I don't even, they won't even get to 500 this year. It looks like, um, you know, the Diamondbacks are still in contention for a wild card spot. I believe the Giants are still in a contention for a wild card spot. There's the Cincinnati Reds. There's the Phillies. Um, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, a lot of teams are in a contention for a wild card spot. One of those teams can meet the Dodgers uh, in an L- NLDS and be very tough to eliminate. I think the Dodgers could win that. Eliminating the Braves is going to be a much tougher task, especially with the Dodgers having to figure out their rotation um, and then dealing with the bullpen um, because of uh, the lack of cohesion in the starting staff in terms of the pitchers. But the Dodgers have great hitters. I mean, offensively, the Dodgers have Mookie Betts, who might be the MVP, Freddie Fre- Freeman, who might be the MVP. They got J.D. Martinez back from injury, and the offense has, pick- has picked it up again. Um, Will Smith uh, today talked about how he played with a broken rib at the beginning of the season and had to tough it out, and now he's at 100%. Um, and uh, so they'll need him uh, in the postseason. So there's there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things to be happy about this season for the Dodgers. Obviously, I mean they're they're winning the West. Um, there's a lot to be optimistic about the postseason. There's some things to be trepidatious just because of the nature of the postseason, and you don't want to go into a situation where you don't know who who's going to start Game One. Or you're not confident in whoever's starting game one, you know, if it's Kershaw or if it's trade acquisition, Lance Lynn, who's struggled in his last few starts, but finally um, uh, turned things around against the Padres and went seven innings in his last start in a win. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it's a postseason. I mean, stranger things have happened in 
baseball history, obviously there's one of the best examples is the 1988 Dodgers. They could not beat the Mets all year, and they beat them. Nobody favored them to beat the um, A's, and they beat them and uh, and won the World Series. Um, you could argue that they had a dominant pitcher in Hershiser, um, and these Dodgers don't have that. But it, you know, teams find teams find a way to win uh, in postseason baseball, and uh, maybe this team is finally gonna find a way to win, unlike um, the better looking teams from before. So, again. Um, I guess the only other thing to speculate about is Kershaw. Is this his last season? It's the 16th season with the Dodgers. He's 36 years old. I really hope that he can go out a World Series winner if this is his last year. Um, And I hope that um, he's able to perform in October. Um, You know, he was doing great. He was was picked for an all-star appearance this year, and then all of a sudden... He started getting those injuries that he's gotten almost every year, and this time it's his shoulder, something he's never had to deal with. And he's gutted it out. I mean, even tonight, he went four innings. He only walked two, having walked an average of seven over his last two games, although it wasn't seven. Um, And he only walked two. He struck out four, but uh, for for whatever reason, and probably just to save somewhere and tear on that shoulder, and like I said, um, get somebody in there to start doing some piggyback innings. They took him out tonight, but I'm really hoping that in the postseason, I'm hoping he's able to um, to come through. I'm hoping, you know, kind of like a Billy Chapel from Perfect Game kind of situation. He's just, you know, he just has enough juice in that arm to get this team um, through the postseason. Um, and right off into the sunset because he deserves it. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He's already won a one World Series, um, in which he was very effective in that postseason. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, miracles happen. And even though he's 36 and he's got a bum shoulder and a persistent back problem, I'm hoping that this is his October again, um, or his October one more time, and, uh, and uh, he gets the spotlight. Um, and like I said, stranger things have happened. Um, you got, uh, off the top of my head, you know, just some trivia, you know, there was the 85 win Minnesota twins in 1987, won a world series, the 83 Cardinals won a world series. I mean, excuse me, the 83 win 2006 Cardinals won. And that was, I mean, one of the things that these teams, um, showcase are these upset kind of teams in the postseason is they weren't very good in the regular season then something happens in October they get the right matchups the right players come through in a clutch um, there's a lot of similarities between this Dodger team and that team although this Dodger team was uh, one going away that Cardinals team in 2006 did not um, they only won 83 but that was good 83 games good enough to win the division but then they got to play a, a, a Padres team they had beaten up on the year before in the NLDS. They beat up on them again. I believe they swept them. Um, they upset the Mets um, in the NLCS. It took them seven games, but they did it. Somehow they figured it out. And then they um, won a lot of close games against a good Detroit Tigers team that was um, uh, having a resurgence into relevance um, 
you know, so anything can happen. I mean, there's baseball is weird like that. There are similarities. You can easily see the Dodgers sweeping a team they're familiar with in the in the uh, NL, L, NLDS, like those Cardinals did, and you can see them uh, upsetting uh, a juggernaut team like the Cardinals upset the the Mets. Uh, the Dodgers could easily upset uh, the the Atlanta Braves this year, and then anything can happen in a World Series. Uh, against an AL team, so yeah, I th- I think um, that's that's the kind of hope you have. That's a beautiful thing about baseball. You have hope in, in the spring, um, and then summer sort of we- weeds out who's going to be um, who's going to be meeting in in the fall, and then in the fall, hope for those postseason teams. Hope uh, rises again, uh, and then you know you're either happy. Because your team is the last one standing, or you're hoping for next year. So I'm, uh, I've said the word hope like ten times right now. It's probably the bourbon talking. I've had two glasses of Canadian whiskey, not bourbon, Canadian whiskey that uh, the guys gifted me for my going away to Arizona. Um, some of it celebratory because of the Dodgers won. I always have some celebratory uh, whiskey when the Dodgers win a big game. Um, but yeah, it, it's just hope. It's the hope that kills you. It's and with the Dodgers, it's always the hope that kills you because, um, despite all their greatness in the regular season, in the last eleven seasons, um, the postseason hasn't always been magical. There's some been some magical moments. There's been one beautiful World Series win, but um, we'll see um, what happens going forward. I'm really hoping that this is not my last uh, champagne shower. Uh, uh, Dodgers uh, locker room scene that I I do a podcast. Um, Jake and I have still not figured out our schedule uh, doing um, West Coast Bias remotely. Of course, we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. Obviously, the Dodgers are going to be in the World Series. Uh, the World Series. Uh-oh. That's really the whiskey talking. The Dodgers are going to be in the postseason. Um, the LA Lakers start preseason in, I think, like 20 something days maybe 21 days and then the regular season at the end of october so there'll be plenty for us to talk about um the nfl season just started uh the rams are one and oh the chargers are charging it losing <laughs> losing at home in a squeaker uh you know tomorrow's week two there's plenty of stuff that jake and i can talk about that um it's kind of funny i'm watching the gate uh, the post uh celebratory highlights right now and um Lakers reporter is uh, talking to, talking to all the rookies. It's funny, all these rookie pitchers: Bobby Miller, Ryan Pepio, who's not a rookie, but he only had 36 innings to his name, which technically still made him a rookie coming into the season. Um, but he was hurt in spring training, and now he's back in September, and he's looked really well, um, pitching as a starter. Ryan Pepio, Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, who started uh, I think 10 games, but has um, been re- relegated like tonight to a bullpen role. More of like a stretch guy, you know, giving the team three to four innings. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious um, that the Dodgers can keep churning out these types of talents, and for a team to lose Dustin May to surgery, um, no Walker Bueller this year, Tony Gonsolin to elbow surgery, Kershaw to lengthy stay on the IR, um, I the injured uh, yeah the injured list, um, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, with all his ups and downs this year, and unfortunately the whole terrible 
Julio Arias situation. Um, the Dodgers just have been able to call up these guys um, from Oklahoma City, from from uh, uh, Tulsa, yeah, Tulsa. Um, you know, they're minor league spots, and they've stepped up and they've helped this team win. It hasn't always looked good. It's been flashes of brilliance, and then sometimes some uh, a steep learning curve for the rookies. But somehow they've managed to have this staff of pitchers. Um, coalesce into a, a cohesive unit and just help them get through these rough spots. Uh, you know, they've had a lineup with guys that were taken off the scrap heap, like J- Jason Hayward, from who only was hitting like 212 for the Cubs the last two years, and this year's hitting 276. Uh, it's crazy. And slugging like 479, which he hasn't slugged over 430 in, in a few years. Um, you know, they got Miguel Rojas. Um, that, who struggled all season to hit, but has come around here as of late. Uh, uh, per, David Peralta, a guy who tormented them, um, both with the Diamondbacks and the Cardinals, uh, starting out there. And, and they've figured it out. they figured it out how to turn into uh, a cohesive winning team. And it's beautiful to watch. It's, it's, it really is. And it's a testament to the organization, testament to Dave Roberts, who a lot of people, including myself, um, feel like he he sometimes uh, follows the script too much and doesn't really manage well but you know I don't know if any other I mean look at the situations in San Diego and the New York Mets if any other team had to deal with losing as many starters having as many injuries trying to bring in guys veterans trying to make them fit with uh, rookies like James Altman and stuff like that it'd be difficult uh, situation so um, but I forgot to give kudos earlier, but kudos to Dave Roberts. The Dodgers have never missed the postseason since he's been manager. Um, another World Series win almost guarantees that he'll uh, he'll probably be a Hall of Famer. I mean, four pennants, two World Series wins, as many division wins and postseason appearances and wins that he has. It's just phenomenal, all the things he's done with so many different, having so many different players come in and out of that clubhouse from the superstars to the rookies um, to veterans and string them into a, a cohesive uh, team this year. It's, it, it, he deserves to be considered for manager of the year. I don't think he'll get it because the Dodgers are considered one of those teams that are always winning in that kind of situation. But um, to me, Dave Roberts deserves deserves to um, uh, be considered for manager of the year in the National League. Um, so, yeah. so And Andrew Freeman deserves to be considered for executive of the year for once again putting together a winning club despite the fact that it was different this time. Uh, you know, even though he has some talent, again, signing guys like J.D. Martinez, who's going to hit th- 30 home runs um, for one year when nobody wanted him, signing Jason Hayward to a minor league contract, uh, trading for Kika Hernandez, Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, guys that were on bad teams, uh, and what most people thought were dumb moves, and getting them, and then having them contribute um, to this push to the division title. I mean, can't say, uh, can't praise him more, Andrew Friedman, and his staff for putting this team together and um, turning them into winners. So I think that'll be it for me. I'm already at 23 minutes. This was just supposed to be a, a quickie, um, but I guess I could talk about the Dodgers all night. Um, listen to What's Bruin Symposium, where I've been popping up to do Pac-12 talk. Um, obviously, uh, it's about to get ramped up here as the UCLA is going to be taking on Utah next week on a nationally televised game. 
unfortunately, my Cal Bears will be facing off against Washington at night again. Um, I believe this time in Seattle. Uh, probably not going to win that one, but you know, you know, we'll talk discuss that on the What's Bruin show, uh, What's Bruin Symposium this week. And of course, you can always listen to the bare minimum. Uh, Jake and his daughter Megan t- talking about her going to be, uh, being up at Cal uh, and being a, a bear. Um, and the B team uh, doing their uh, what is it the the you, the the Twitter um, audio recording of uh, UCLA sports. So yeah, um, follow us on the What's Brewing Network. You know the What's Brewing Symposium, West Coast Bias, the bare minimum, and the B team when it pops up. Um, so I think that's enough for me, and I'm sure Jake will enjoy uh, editing my rambling and of course can hardly wait for us to get together and give you a solid podcast uh, discussing all the things going on in LA sports but the Dodgers clinch their 10th uh, West Division title in their last 11 seasons they clinched their 11th straight um, postseason appearance Uh, it can't get any better than this for the Dodgers fans until they win another World Series so hopefully it'll be this season and I'll be able to do a lot more of these. Uh, thank you for listening. And as always, when we sit, when you, we listen to uh, West Coast Bias, like we always say, we're the West Coast, we're the best coast. We are West Coast Bias. Dude, Rob, we place a ball on the West Coast. West Coast Bias.